This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello, Get Booked listeners, and welcome to The Hand Cell, a special weekly installment of Get Booked that's all about books we just can't resist shouting about. This is Jen Northington, and today's hand cell is The Bride Test by Helen Huang. And I cannot believe, first of all, that we have not talked about this book on the show before. It is also, it seems to me, a good time to be talking about romance because I don't know about y'all, but I am reading a fair amount of it right now because feel good is what my head needs and my heart. So we're going to talk about that. But first, let us hear from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Gallery Books. So Anna Green thought she was marrying Liam West for access to subsidized family housing while at UCLA, which is an interesting reason to marry someone. But, you know, in this economy. So anyway, she signed divorce papers when the graduation caps were tossed and she thought she was done. Eh, she wasn't. Three years later, Anna is a starving artist living paycheck to paycheck while West is a Stanford professor. Now, he is part of a conglomerate. His family owns this mega grocery store chain. He's not interested in working for them, but he is interested in those greenbacks, honey, that come in the form of a $100 million inheritance. To get it, he has to be married for five years. That's where our girl Anna comes back into play. So the two will fake a marriage, but as he gets to know her and gets to appreciate the feisty, foul mouth, paint splattered girl that she is, he'll begin to wonder if the money is worth the love of his life. Pick up The Paradise Problem by Christina Lauren to find out if it is. And thanks again to Gallery Books for sponsoring this episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Sourcebooks Landmark. So King Solomon says something very interesting to his son before he dies, and that is, quote, don't let the white man take the house, end quote. These, as I just mentioned, are King Solomon's last words to his son as he dies. Now, all four Solomon siblings must return to North Carolina to save the kingdom, their ancestral home, and 200 acres of land from a development company. Told in alternating viewpoints, Long After We Are Gone by Tara Shelton Harris is a searing portrait of the power of family and letting go of things that no longer serve you, exploring the burden of familial expectations, the detriment of miscommunication, and the lessons and legacies we pass on to our children. It's an explosive and emotional story of four siblings, each fighting their own personal battle, because who isn't, who return home in the wake of their father's death. Make sure to check out Long After We Are Gone by Tara Shelton Harris. And thanks again to Sourcebooks Landmark for sponsoring this episode. All right. So we have talked in the past about the kiss quotient, and this is technically a sequel. But as always on this show, I, we recommend things out of order because why not? 
And I do think this stands alone pretty well. The main characters from The Kiss Quotient make brief appearances, but the plot of that is not necessarily super important to this one. They do have very satisfying connections if you have read them both, so that's nice, but it's not necessary. And this is a sort of attempted arranged marriage situation. The main character, Kai, is Vietnamese-American, and he is autistic, and he processes things differently, and his family knows that, but he has experienced a lot of moments in his life, particularly the funeral for his beloved cousin, which happened 10 years ago, where he is not reacting the way everybody else around him is reacting. And to them, they feel like it means that he just doesn't have a reaction at all. And that's not true. But because he's been told it so often, he kind of has come to believe that he doesn't really have big, important feelings. He doesn't think he can feel grief. He doesn't think he feels love the same way as other people and therefore that he does it wrong. His family, of course, those closest to him absolutely know better, but this is a belief that he has taken on board. And he's been avoiding relationships because of this for a very long time. And his mother, who is aging, is like, I want to see him with someone. I want him to be happy. I have decided the way to do this is to go back to Vietnam and interview potential brides for him, unbeknownst to him. You can imagine that this is going to be a complicated thing. And then the heroine, Esme, is a mixed-race Vietnamese girl living outside of Ho Chi Minh City. She and her family are very poor. She lives with her daughter, her mother, and her grandmother in a very small house. And she works as a cleaner in this very big fancy hotel. And she is working as a cleaner in this hotel when she meets this woman who is like, after talking with her briefly, I am looking for a bride for my son in the U.S. Do you want to be that person? And she's like, I, what? Excuse me? I have no idea what you're talking about. And she feels really weird about it. But the the woman is like, you know, I'll like pay for you to come to the States for a summer. And, you know, you don't have to marry him if you don't fall in love. If he doesn't fall in love with you, it's fine. Like, just, you know, try. And, like, I will make sure that everything is fine and you'll have, you know, enough money to not worry about these things. It'll be fine. Um, and as me, it's like, I guess, like, this seems like a chance for me to advance myself and to make life better for my child in the long run. So, I, you know, with misgivings, she takes the gig. <laughs> gig. She goes back to America with this woman and like shows up on Kai's doorstep and he's like, WTF is going on. And the way that these two navigate this really weird situation is so heartwarming. And the way that they just very slowly build trust, both of them have been told things about themselves that have really made them feel inferior to the people around them. And they keep like stepping on each other's feelings without realizing it. And the way that they slowly build trust and work through these things is just like, ugh, gives me all of the warm fuzzies. And I also love you don't see characters, or at least I haven't read that many characters like Esme before. And it was really lovely to see this like single mother immigrant story. She's so dedicated to improving her own life and her daughter in these very interesting ways that like wouldn't necessarily like, you know, I just don't know. It was a new story for me and I really loved reading it. And it's made even better to me that it's inspired in part by the author's own mother's experiences. 
So that was really lovely to read. In terms of like steaminess, I give this one three out of five, I want to say. Like it has some steam, but it's not super into the steamy situation. And it is Own Voices Autism representation, which is also great to see. I think if you read The Kiss Quotient, you will really enjoy this. It's very different, but like it does the same things in such a beautiful way. And like I said, if you haven't read The Kiss Quotient already, jump on in. The water's fine. You can always go back and read it later. I think you will really enjoy it. So if you need like a feel-good love story, uh, this is definitely one to bump up on your list. It's been out for a year. It's available from the library. Like you should be able to get a hold of it. So again, that is The Bride Test by Helen Huang. And yeah, I hope you enjoyed as much as I did. I want to shout out our audio editor, Jen Zink, who makes these sound as good as they can, even with all of our technical foibles. Thank you, Jen. Thank you all for listening, as always. You can always shoot us an email at getbooked at bookriot.com. You can send in your reading requests that way for the main show. You can also review us on Apple Podcasts if you're so inclined. We love when that happens. It does help other folks to find the show, and we like to see the feedback. And in between episodes, you can find us online. I am mostly on Instagram these days at I am Jen IRL. That's I-A-M-J-E-N-N-I-R-L. And we will talk to you next time. 